Welcome all to the Daily Crawl podcast. There are a lot of podcasts talking about life hacking, extreme productivity, and outstanding leadership. This is not one of those podcasts. We aim to find humor in the challenges we all face in our day-to-day life and the people who create those challenges. My name is Courtney, and I have worked at a lot of different companies. I'm Carl, and I've also worked for years in office environments. Courtney and I have worked together and crossed paths for many years. As we said in our first episode, our goal for the show is strictly to share stories that we were either directly involved in or witnessed unfold in some manner. Our intention is no third party or friend of a friend stories here. Today, we'll discuss an interview story uh, that will be new to listeners and me. After that, we'll wrap up with some listener feedback from previous episodes. All right, let's get into it. The Daily Crawl. Okay, Courtney, so I have an interview story today, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback on our other interview story, mm-hmm. and we actually had requests for more of those, and so... Um, so we do have more of them. So I'm excited to share with right. you a yeah, simple story about applying for a job, the interview process. And as you mentioned, that this is uh, going to be completely new to you. Um, so I'm excited about it. All right. Me too. I'm ready. Yeah. So, so actually in episode six uh, about the random drug test, this is the same setting. So this is actually the same company. Okay. And just... A little bit of refresh, if this if you're hearing this before that episode, this is a vertical software company, vertical industry software company. We sold complete systems into an industry vertical, wrote software, sold it in a complete package, put that into a data center. And the company was kind of weird. We talked about that. They had a lot of weird controls, a lot of interesting processes, right? Sure, sure. Tracking you through the office, strange security, uh, random drug tests. So... Yeah, exactly. And, and actually, over the years, I've met people who had worked at this company, either maybe at the time I did or, or at another time. And we sort of immediately connect and, and share stories about how weird it was to work at this company. Okay. So one of the oddities is the job application and interview process at this company. Okay. Yeah, when I applied, I mentioned this was my first job after graduating from college. And this was a growing company at the time. And mm-hmm. it, was, it turns out it was a super easy place for recruiters to send kids out of college uh, because really the recruiter would, would contact the company and they would send prospective candidates over. And your first stop was a testing center on the first floor of this company. Like, a, before, like, a, like an aptitude testing? Yes. And okay. so before any interview, you would go in at a scheduled time as an applicant, and you would take test. And I don't remember how long the test took, but I'm guessing about two hours of testing. And so half of the test was an aptitude test. Okay. And like logic and and things like that. Okay. Um, And the other half was a personality or psychology test. 
Oh, outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there were really weird questions. And, and I will tell you up front, it's the only time I've ever taken a test like this. Okay. Um, and and by the way, we talked about like being early in your career and not having a lot of context. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if this was the normal part of the interview process or not, <laughs> you know? So sure. I'm over there. Yeah. And so they would ask, so I'm taking this test, the aptitude part, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I didn't really know employers would test your aptitude, but okay. Yeah. Uh, started answering questions. And then these other questions started to come in and they would be things like, do you like to torture animals? Okay. Okay. Hang on, man. So, so now I have, I've got to ask, is this like written or is it uh, electronic or, or, or what would be especially make me especially happy is if it's a person asking you these questions. <laughs> so it, it wasn't a person. So you oh, would, okay. you would go in and you'd take the test on your own. It was like a uh, multiple choice style test <laughs> that I think you, you answered into, if I remember correctly, into a booklet, uh, could have been a <laughs> Scantron, but you would answer it on your own. And then somebody would score you like you would leave the test there and you would leave and then they would score you. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, are you saying that was like, literally like you remember that being a question? Oh yeah. So I remember them asking and actually several different ways. And, it, and I thought it was interesting, you know, how, how certain tests, even like um, employee satisfaction surveys, they asked the same theme in different ways. <laughs> you could tell that they were doing that. So they were asked, they asked a few questions about torturing animals so, man, let me just tell you right now that that would be it, everything would end with that test for me because I would compulsively be driven <laughs> to to try and make somebody cry by answering those questions. But g- go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, do you like your mother? Some really like <laughs> weird questions, man. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, it was just just really weird, man. I mean, and I knew it. So. I didn't have a lot of context, but I knew at the time that the, regardless of anything else, these questions that were being asked were, were weird. And kind of useless. I mean, who's, who's going to fail that? I, I, I mean, come on, man. I mean, well, that's a good point. I've taken many tests like that and, and no, no one's going to fail that test. Well, if, I mean, if somebody, somebody asked you if you like to torture animals, uh, you know the answer is no. I mean, I don't yeah, like to, but you know what I mean. You, you know the answer is no, right? Absolutely. It's not a. It's not. You don't have to think about it. It's a home run. It's a home run one hundred percent of the time. I mean, unless you need to be jailed. Uh, well, I, mean, I think what happened. So I think what happened is they ask a number of questions, a number of multiple different ways to try to you know, maybe trick you or. or find consistency or whatever. But basically what would happen is if you scored well enough in their eyes on the aptitude (laughs) test or the personality test, this company would basically match you with a hiring manager and fit you in somewhere. Like it was kind of like, so so that was it. I mean, Hey man, you seem clever and you're not, uh, (laughs) you're not, you're not a mass murderer. You're a great pick for our company. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I said, it was easy for recruiters because they would just send people over for testing. Sure. Was, well, why not? Right. And if, if you didn't score well or whatever, you know, then they're on to the looking for your next opportunity, right? If you, if you did well, I mean, you had to hire with like, a, with like the hiring manager or you had to, sorry, interview with the hiring manager. 
but I mean, it was, it, it was, it was at least the screening and provided them whatever information these people thought was going to help oh. them identify good employees. Right. I would have loved to have been the person that gets to review those because uh, I don't know. I mean, the odds are you, you got to know there were people who failed the second half of that test. Indeed. And I just like, I would, I, I would probably want to talk to them. It's like, check this out. This person, they don't like torturing animals, but yes, they like to punch puppies in the face. Um, man, that's almost the same. So uh, what kind of, weird... okay. So you take the test. You're, as I said, you're proven to, I don't know, be clever enough and, 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 and not an animal torturer. Exactly. So you're in. So you're, so, you know, yeah, you're in a big part of the recruiting process. And, and actually I've met, like I mentioned, I've met people in different contexts that, uh, we find out we had worked and they go, did you take that test? You know, they'll say that <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and other stuff that happened there. But so, so I mentioned in the episode six that I worked in this special sales, uh, team, mm-hmm. uh, and our sales manager had an open position and, and was hiring for a new rep. And so, uh, as the sales manager, he was getting people fed to him from the, te- through the testing center process. And he interviewed people for this open position. And my boss identified a, a candidate, um, actually his top candidate, uh, who a person I'll call Greg. Okay. So what's interesting is, uh, you know, you take the test, the sales manager interviewed him and maybe his boss interviewed him. This wasn't this, they didn't really do team interviews the way we think of team interviews. So none of us even interviewed this person. Okay. He was a good candidate, smart, charismatic, um, good chance he would do well in sales. And he did well on the aptitude and the personality test and got through. And my boss had a good interview with him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's ready to make Greg an offer. But I guess an HR person or a testing center person reviewed Greg's job application. And uh, they were handwritten back then. Yeah, yeah. And this person in that HR role brought something up to my boss, um, brought up Greg's answer to the last question, or maybe one of the last questions, but I think it was the last question on the application. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself? <laughs> oh, so, okay. <laughs> so I didn't specifically remember this question at the time or now, other than the fact that as my sales managers were laying what had happened through this process, he reminds us that this is, this is the last question. And he also reminds us that it's a vague open-ended question. So there's, there's nothing specifically asked in that question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, so if I think about it now, if you were asked that question, um, I would say this is an opportunity to maybe add something not covered elsewhere. Like schools already covered. In fact, felonies are already covered. All that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and you and you don't need to elaborate on on that, you know. So this would be an opportunity to maybe introduce uh, a special skill, perhaps uh, particularly uh, HR worthy hobby you have, or something like that, right? Uh, 
So sure. let's hear it. So, so let's yeah, hear it so, though, man, because so, that's not so, what happened clearly. I'm right. ready. So, so yeah, opportunity to show how you lead or contribute in the community, mm-hmm. it, whatever. Right. And in fact, leaving it blank would also be an option. Right. And probably Absolutely. Not, not impact anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so our sales manager tells us he hadn't noticed this, but Greg's response to this question is I occasionally like to smoke marijuana. <laughs> okay. This is, so okay. So hang on, man, because I got to tell you. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm I'm excited. I, I was really waiting that uh, somehow Greg had something something very well, not very unsettling, but unsettling enough in his. Uh, he he. Let's say he passed his personality test. But maybe he threw a couple of flags and you had knowledge that, you know what I mean? Uh, he got caught, uh, I don't know, killing the neighbor's uh, pet or something or something horrible like that. But I, <laughs> I'll tell you, man, he made up for it. Uh, so, so given the opportunity, as you noted, to just say nothing. He he wrote on a job application, and if anybody <laughs> heard episode six, <laughs> this is kind of your like you say your first job out of college, pretty serious, real job if you will. Yep. <laughs> he wrote he occasionally smokes smokes uh, marijuana marijuana. <laughs> is, Okay, so so that's beautiful. So so in one thing to note is my boss, the sales manager, is is straight as an arrow. <laughs> never saw him drink. Certainly would never do drugs or anything like that. But he absolutely would hire somebody that he thought would be good at the sales job mm-hmm. if he knew any of that kind of information. He didn't need to know that information, and, and noted that when he told the story to us because he thought it was kind of actually kind of hilarious. However, the Greg having written this down and somebody from <laughs> HR having brought this to his attention painted the sales manager in a corner, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he he can't, man. He he can't go far. I mean, Greg sealed his fate. I, I don't know what possessed him to share that. I mean, to your point, and this may be a bit unfamiliar. Uh, nowadays, given just how it's all digital, I mean, he had to sit down and write that in there, and, and he had to write it in there <laughs> that day. I mean, you yeah. you fill the application yeah. out on site, so that means he like took his pen, <laughs> answered all the other questions, and then. <laughs> I mean, all of us were like puzzled. I mean, like this was clearly the candidate, and. and- you know, I wasn't even part of the process. This is clearly the candidate, my boss. Uh, and, and you know, as a hiring manager, like as an as an applicant, you try really hard to position a boss or, or a position a job that you're really interested in. But at the same time, as a hiring manager, you can't wait until you find the right candidate. Like, it's sure, a, it's a chore. You know, yeah, it's I mean? hard. Hiring is hard, man. It's a tough. It's a tough thing. It, and you're doing it while you're not doing your regular job. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, you know, because because the sales manager was was a player coach. I mean, he was on the phone with customers all the time too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, interviewing people and all that kind of stuff um, takes takes away 
And uh, I think if, if not specifically ask, you don't have to answer a question with info that makes you look bad, or you don't have to provide involuntary info that makes you look bad. I mean, man, applications are, are, are answer the question only as required. That, that, that is a great rule of thumb with applications. And, and being someone, you know, thinks carefully about those kind of things. Uh, there's no, you're absolutely right. There's no need to volunteer it. And, and actually, like you said, we had, we have the request for some more interview stuff. So um, I've got, I've got, a, I've, <laughs> I've got a couple as well. And, and actually, one of mine is is uh, probably closely related to this uh, volunteering. Hi, highly unnecessary information. <laughs> um, just, just not. It's not additive. It's not helping you out. In fact, it's uh, kind of ruining everything for everyone. To, to be honest, and uh, I think I think this falls right right in the bucket, man. Um, I I. I I, I got to tell you, though, I, I get it, you know, if you went through the whole thing the whole day, but the moment you wrote that on there, any normal person would know from that point on, it's all just a game, right? I mean, I mean, the moment I got that personality test, for example, it, it, if I wrote that, if I'd written I smoke marijuana on my application, I, I would know that's going to haunt me, right? At some point, that's going to haunt me probably, probably that day. And I would say maybe maybe to sort of wrap it up, I think maybe Greg should have consulted with Jason from episode six about how to approach this whole situation, right? I, I agree 100% because Jason and his wife would have had a plan, so. Yeah, so that's, that's my simple story about, um, about an interview process, a job application process. Uh, and how uh, you don't have to share everything. It's 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 small but but beautiful. Thank you. If you didn't like this show, then we have more of the same in previous episodes and even more coming up on future ones. Next time, uh, we're going to discuss another weird workplace story. Uh, We have several to choose from, and I assure you, uh, we're not going to let you down. It'll be good. We also have a couple of new podcast reviews. Uh, This one's coming to us from Apple. Our first user is Dubbo61, and they write, Staff are staff everywhere. Enjoyed the episode so far. Working in education for 26 years, I've seen and heard similar stories. Uh, People are people no matter where they work. Appreciate your questioning and openness. Very good. It's 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 good to hear. We've I think we've heard this uh, from a few people that uh, Mm -hmm. even outside of like the kind of work that we do, uh, people from education or or other pockets that. yeah, they they see they see uh, strange behavior. Yeah, re- relatable stuff. Uh, yep. So thank you, Dubbo sixty one, and uh, user Otter Stew writes my favorite podcast. I am ultra pleased that my lifelong friend told me about this. I have worked in a variety of office contexts, and these observations are spot on. Even more important is that these podcasts are truly laugh out loud hilarious. 
I laugh because people do some odd things in office environments, and now someone is talking about it so we can laugh at ourselves. Maybe some colleagues think what I do at times is humorous and thus podcast worthy. I live in the Kalachi zone of Texas. It is not ever okay to do that with the Kalachi. Uh, that's a reference to episode four. <laughs> Otter Stu, I agree wholeheartedly. Yes, I agree. I, I appreciate the compliments about liking the podcast, and I completely agree with the Kalachi um, mm-hmm. sentiment there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you both for the uh, feedback, and feel free to send us more. If you have a topic or feedback you want to tell us about, please send it to us at the daily crawl feedback at gmail.com. Please share the show with friends, maybe even some coworkers, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we're told that's how we help get the word out. Thanks for joining, and until next time, you are not alone. I mean, just go for broke, man. I mean, why go? If you're going to write it, like I said, man, I got to puff the magic dragon bong, and I hit that thing every afternoon when I get home from work. Why even? Why occasionally? Like, man, own it. If this had been somebody with more life experience in general, I could see the word occasionally adding to them trolling the process yes like because there's something magical about the way that's phrased Mm -hmm.